This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Uh, but man, when you go to a local store or an IQ, um, when I'm at FNM and I just have a habit of shuffling my opponent's deck, I'm, they're just looking at me like I'm just the Antichrist. <laughs> and you know, they don't know Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. And of course, they rag on me for not talking enough. <laughs> nice. Listen to me now, bitch. That's <laughs> Jay Boosh. You know what? This is how it works. I'm not old as fuck, and I don't play any. And those are the two things that apparently matter when you want to play Mind Flavor. Scotty. And and I cashed that GP. Like, that's legit. Like, for me, being just the fucking dad grinder, that's a huge deal. And Jeremy. Sometimes you just have to be that guy. We're like, oh, you want to play some modern? It's like, yeah, I want to play some modern. And it's like, I'll suspend a lotus bloom. And they're just like, oh, why did I want to play modern with you? And now, the A-Team. Hey everybody, welcome to the A-Team Podcast, episode 241. Mr. Scotty Mack here, joined as always by three of my most favorite friends in the entire world. I have with me the trifecta of Jay, Jer, and KYT. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Nam. Song. Work? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. What is this, three, three friends and a schmuck? Like, why, why would you say four friends at the beginning? How many friends are you? Well, end? because you're not joined as always. Yes. Well, I'm always here in spirit and listening, participating. You know, listener. I do, too. You do. I do. Don't lie. What did we talk about last week? Huh? Uh, a smart ca- guy? Casual, dirty stuff, probably. Yeah, yeah see? see? I'm, I was in a tournament. Yeah. How can I listen to your show when I'm too busy goldfishing my latest masterpiece? <laughs> For those of you that don't know, we have with us I probably the most visited player at this point to the A Team podcast. The one, the only, the Esper Professor Shaheen Sarani. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back. Esper oh. Professor? That's so sick. Isn't that yeah. nice? It's actually oh, really, Yeah, I couldn't believe like uh that was a Nick Miller production right there. I can't take play. credit. Yeah, <laughs> oh. It's okay though. It's a, we can actually. He didn't. No, no. I actually, I was thinking really good of Scotty there, but like we brought him back down to level. So okay, yeah, that's okay. Scotty, he's not the creative. But <laughs> no, yeah, I, no. I appreciate no. being here, man. It's always fun. I'll never turn down an invite from my uh, my favorite uh, podcasters. That uh, I, now I know you're not. I am definitely telling the truth. I am definitely telling the truth. And KYT, every time I see him, you know, I just shower him with love. And every time I see you, same way. Yeah. We had a very uh plutonic great uh rooming together in canada it was awesome i had a good time mm-hmm. so you know this is this is friendship as best so of course i'm gonna be here okay. jay's all right too so <laughs> i don't think he's paying attention he's not no. sorry right. i said yay but uh, my mic oh. was muted because <laughs> earlier we were having problems with that oh i see <laughs> i just i just assume that the dota international is still playing Mm-mm. 
that ended on Sunday. Oh, really? Saturday. 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 So well, I saw some like some evil something. Somebody won the six million. Evil, what was it? Evil geniuses won uh, seven million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, a couple. So what makes them so good? Their mechanical skills, I guess. I don't know. They're, they're good at video games. Okay. I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't know. I uh, I'm a very casual Dota watcher. Um, so like, I like watching it because it's exciting and fun. But I don't uh, do a whole lot of analytics. No. So from what I understand, because it was like the Super Bowl, they had like an announcer booth and an analyst booth and a whole bunch of talking and stuff. Yeah. From what I understand, they play their game, and they're very good at that. That makes like, sense. Uh, similar to like how Patrick Chapin is very good at playing Grixis Control or whatever, right? Or Shaheen playing Esper, for that matter. I guess, yeah. I don't know anything about that guy. Yeah, um, scrub. <laughs> some fucking dirtle. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. Yeah. Um, I can make I, up a player name too. Yeah, I can like sh- like Bundy. Shahar Shanhar. Some fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very there we close. go. Yeah, very close. Yeah. That or, like, got or like, or like a like the name of a plant, and also like a um, like a like a what do they call it? A monarch in England, you know? Like maybe like a like a reed duke or something. <laughs> shit up all I want, but uh, no, yeah. So uh, from what I understand, they just they just did whatever they wanted to, like they did what they wanted to do, and then that's just. And it was actually in, in, it was pretty interesting to watch. Um, so like I don't know if this happens in Magic very often, but uh, throughout the tournament they were doing really well. Um, every time that you watch them play, they were just fucking dominating. And then when they needed to be winning, like when it was like elimination time, they were like getting just fucking crushed and it was just like oh my god like come on and i i've never really been someone to get really excited about like sports i guess unless i'm there um where you know if like my team gets scored on or if shaheen i don't know gets damaged i'm not like oh fuck come on pull it together like i'm not a popcorn throwing tv yeller but like i was watching this in my basement for like nine hours Friday, Saturday, and I was just fucking screaming at the TV uh, in both excitement and in rage sometimes. I was, like, standing up and, like, giving, like, the big, like, the fucking hard clap, and uh, and they came back from behind, like, infinity time to win. So it was, like, they, uh, my dad, uh, my dad um, is, like, a, a fan of um, his hometown football team is the Regina Rough Riders. Sure. Or, sorry, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. From Regina in the CFL. And he calls them the Cardiac Kids. Uh, and he can't <laughs> watch them play football anymore because they're like that. He'll, like, they'll be winning and then they'll just throw it away or they'll be losing and then they'll, they'll fucking get back in it and then they'll lose again and they'll back in it, back in it, and then just back and forth. And uh, that's what it was like. You're, like. you're just sitting here the whole time. You're like, yes, no, yes, get him, get him, get him. So it was really fun. Sweet. And it was like uh, it was like about five billion times more exciting than any magic I've ever watched. That was also really good. Uh, I and, have to uh, say, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, the the best thing I saw this entire weekend, like you know, you you you'll browse the net, you'll see all kinds of stupid shit. But the 100 percent best thing I saw was Sports Center trying to do a little bit. On oh the my god! They tried last year too, because last year was um, 10 million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it was big news, and they tried again last year, and oh my god, it's so funny. Like, because these people, these people are very um, 
I'm I'm assuming that magic at some point when someone figures out how to do it properly and gets their hair out of their ass, magic will eventually become like this. Uh, but like these people are from a generation where like magic and video games and stuff like that are, are like still nerdy, are still nerdy and stupid. They're like a waste of fucking time. So you get two responses. You get one that's like, I don't really get this, but it's my job to report on it. So. You know, magic is a card game where people try to play creatures and attack their opponents to death. And the guy who dies loses. Shaheen Sarani won $20 million this weekend, and I... That's a lot of dollars! Right? That's a lot of dollars! Magic <laughs> is played with cards! Like, and so they do that. Or you get the guys that are, like, super jealous, and they're like... They're just like, you can just hear like the vitriol and like the disgust of like, yeah, this 15 year old kid from fucking Pakistan moved to America and won $16 million playing a fucking video game. I'm John from SportsCenter and I am jealous. So, um, so it was pretty good. Pretty yeah, fun. this Sunday it was like the guy and he's like, yeah, so uh, this uh, tournament there, all these guys at the Key Arena, 20,000 of them, uh, they were, uh, they're playing a video game. Yeah. I, you should see what happens when the controllers start flying. Yeah. And the girl's like, the girl's like, uh, she's like kind of making fun of him. She has no idea why they're talking about it. And he's like, oh yeah, and look, look at all that action. She's like, what are they even doing? He's like, well, there's lots of crazy stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the, it busts in with like, uh, oh yeah, and there's that Roshan pit, and there's like a big fight in the, the pit, and uh, yeah, Evil Geniuses kind of comes out and like kind of steals that one, and then He's like, wow, that was really intense. Lots of stuff happening there. And she just pretty much starts laughing at him. And then eventually they yep. switch into like, and this is also the second biggest payout in sports right behind the World Series of Poker. Yep. <laughs> so, and it was only by like, I think a million dollars. No, no. The World Series uh, usual payout is like 40K or 40, 40 million. No, I like, thought it was like single. Single was like. Uh, oh, single, I think. Yeah, single payout. I think it was actually was only. Like nine million. It was like yeah. $9 million, I mean, it was the highest single payout, and they won, or no, it was like $7.8 million is the highest single poker payout, and like, Dota was 6.6. Yeah, but that's to a team. Yeah, yeah, but still, that's pretty fucking crazy. That's pretty fucking crazy, yeah. What did, uh, okay. hey, Shaheen, what have you won uh, playing, man? Are you talking about, like, Lifetime? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, probably about 80 to 90k around, something like that. Oh, that's what? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that turned around real quick. <laughs> I mean, that's no six million dollars, but that's no, 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 a lot no. of money. And, like, mine was like, I mean, mine was like in a three-year pre- uh, period. It was like fifty k, and then I'm talking about like we're we're talking from back in the day, like you know, this is the cards I've won, my collection value, because I haven't spent really any money on Magic, so like actual stamp payout. Probably from Wizards, they posted it was like 20k, and then from Star City, I'm counting it to like 80 because it's like you know I'm counting my articles I've written to and all that stuff. I guess like winning, winning, winnings would be like 60, but that's still really good for you know I, when you tell somebody that who doesn't play Magic, then their eyes light up, then they're then they're all of a sudden they're interested. They're like, oh wow, for a card game because they're you know like you said they're from a generation where everything we do is is just a stupid little game and. Yeah, yeah and like parents, can't like, what are you doing? Them. Go study for MCAT, be a doctor. Hey, like, is, yeah, doesn't exactly. that doesn't that like seem extra impressive too? After you tell them you're a teacher, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, that's how you get by. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, yeah, wait, so, you know, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it's kind of it's and like it's it's exactly the same thing. Like it's it's like these these people are still just kind of 
like Magic and Dota are very similar communities for that exact reason. So um, yeah, so it was really fun. I would love for uh, you know the the thing is like I would love. I don't know if Worlds is like this. Maybe it is, but I would love for there to be a Magic tournament that's as big as the international. So they like go to a fucking sports arena. Like they go to Key Arena, which is I think the Celtics. It's like an indoor arena. I'm. I don't know what else fucking Seattle has, right? Seattle's, uh, Seattle's not Seattle, Celtics. That was, that was the Sonics. Sonics. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sonics. Yeah, but the Sonics are gone. They left. Wow. So what is? Who plays in this fucking giant arena? Uh, a bunch of fourteen-year-olds playing Dota. I guess, yeah. yeah. So they go to, like, a real arena, which is, like, which would be insane. I would love to... I don't know if, like, you can do this with Magic, because Magic's kind of boring to watch in terms of just its cards. But, like, they sit in an arena. There's, like, 20,000 people sitting in an arena watching a video game, right? And then they have, like... They have side events. They have a secret shop, which is, like, where you can buy items that are Dota-related, like plushies and shirts and stuff. Like, I've been to many GPs and never seen that. I've never been able to buy, like, a fucking GP Portland shirt or, like, a Shaheen Sarani hat. Like, I think that would be fucking sweet, but there's never any of that. It's like, go to Star City Games and buy their fucking products, which you could also just buy online. Well, um, the GPs, you can get things like... they're Like, Magic started to do stuff like that with, like, the pop figures and, you know, like, so. like that yep. sort of stuff. I mean, at the Pro Tours as well, like, there was a Pro Tour exclusive um, Nickel Bolas, which was, like, a black and gold color. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, like, I guess they're, they're doing that sort of stuff or trying to, but, I mean, it's I it's going to yeah. take them time, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dota's, Dota's not been around for very long, but it's got, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just different. It just seems like a different experience. There was just, like, so many people there, and it was over all these days. And the thing that I really liked, actually, that I thought was really cool, is this year they had, like, a, uh, like a drive-in movie theater screen outside in the park. Oh, sweet. So there was just, like, there was pictures throughout the weekend. Like, there was one... 20,000 people inside and 60,000 people outside? Yeah, yeah. And there was, I mean, there was a, there was one picture, too, where it was just two little boys, like, eight-year-old boys on Reddit. Somebody had posted, like, my six-year-old son and his eight-year-old cousin or something. And they were just standing, like, four feet from the screen, and they were the only people in the park. And they were just watching. I think it was probably because it was, like, a repeat. Like, it was, like, a while waiting for the game, like, another game to start. Mm-hmm. They'd kind of do repeats, kind of like the Pro Tour and... And GPs do. And they were just standing there, like, enraptured in this game, just watching it. But they were in the park. It was kind of cool, you know? And, um... So, yeah. So, just little things like that. It was, I had a fucking great time. I, I wish that Magic was that exciting. I'd watch more Magic and care about it more. But it was very cool. I got... To, I couldn't believe how um, excited I got. Cool. And how into it I got. It was very fun. But. Well, that's, that is true, because, like, you don't watch coverage for anything ever. So... No, I don't even watch... Like, I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't watch Stanley Cup. I don't watch... Like, I don't watch any, and I, like, it's not just magic. I don't watch anything. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. It's exciting for me. But, right? but the, the, like, but what the... I want to do here is pass the ball. Oh, good. <laughs> the team that scores will win if they score more than the other team that scores. Yeah. That's how sports ball works. <laughs> sports totally. Ball. Um, and actually, too, a lot of the, um, the thing that I liked about a lot of the Dota, uh, interviews and stuff, the, the Dota players are fucking shitheads, most of them. Like, most of them, I can't fucking stand them. They are terrible people. Um, and not just, like, they're not just, like, I don't know, yelling rape and misogyny. But they're just, they're just like, they're just, like, 14-year-old boys that think, like, the dumbest shit is funny. But the thing that I really like, kind of the flip side of that coin, is that there's no scripted bullshit. There's no, like, afraid-to-say-stuff bullshit. So, like, somebody will say something stupid. Like, there's this... I don't know who this person is. I, I'm sure we could look it up on Wikipedia. Her name is Casey. And she's, like, a girl 
that does interviews at the International. And she started in, like, I think, TI3, so, like, two years ago. And she had, she, I think she was from, like, either, like, KSPS or, like, Fox, um, like, Seattle. And she was basically only there because of what me and Jared just talked about, where it was, like, they're giving away $10 million to somebody playing video games. We have to cover this on the news. So you, you intern, go cover this. So she had no idea what the game was. She didn't know anything about it. And so her first couple of times doing interviews, it was like pretty painful because she would ask stupid questions and the guys would just, they wouldn't make fun of her, but they would just say like, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. So I like the fact that like now at the international, there's no if someone says like so what do you think going into this game there's no like you know we're gonna just give our best and do 100 percent, and hopefully you know we get good breaks and you know get some good bounces and the other team you know they played hard and you know i guess you know we just got some good call like there's no fucking guard they're just like we have we think the other team is fucking garbage we know all their draft maneuvers we know what heroes they're gonna pick we know that they like to be aggressive so we're just gonna be defensive and we're just gonna fucking crush them and kill them and it's great. It, whether they win or lose, it's great. That's, a, that's great. I love that stuff. You know, there's no... We've talked a lot about in Magic, there's, like, no villain, you know? Because nobody can say, like, you know, hey, Reed, what do you think of, like, going into the next round against Shaheen? And Reed's never going to say, like, yeah, I don't think that uh, Red, Blue, Mill is a real deck, so I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. He's going to say, like, you know, I just hope the cards work out, you know? And if not, you know, Shaheen's a great guy, so good for him, you know, whatever. You start, whatever, everybody, let everybody be happy, it's forever. A, we're seeing Bro. a lot of that also in, like, regular sports, though, right? Like, I mean, oh, you go yeah. to, like, hockey teams, right? And so now there are code of conducts for hockey team interviews. Oh, hockey is very bad for it. Right? And, like, people can't just talk shit on the air, and if they do, then they're going to get fined or suspended yeah. for games. They'll, they'll get benched for being a and dick. That- yeah, and that's fucking horseshit. But you know, I, I didn't see any of that in in the Dada stuff. Like all the interviews I saw were very nice. Um, a lot of them are, but like, there's a lot of them where they just they like it's not so much shit talking. It's just like they're just very honest, right? Like somebody will say like, um, there's a there was um there was some controversy because one of the kids on Evil Geniuses that won Curtis Lang, uh, he used to play for Cloud Nine, and the way that he was kicked from Cloud Nine was pretty poorly handled. And so they asked him about that, and he didn't say, like, you know, no hard feelings, and I just, you know, great opportunity, and I wish them the best. He said, like, yeah, I got kicked from them, and then I won the International, and they fucking, they won zero games at the International, so I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And, like, that's what I want to hear. It's like, oh, Shaheen, what do you think of, uh, you know, what Chapin said about your deck earlier? Like, well, you know what? Chapin did a respectable 2-6 at this tournament, and I'm 9-0, so I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i want to hear i want to hear that stuff you know not necessarily shit talking but just like the truth right like it's i don't like, really care what like you'll never hear somebody like in the in the follow-up interview at the pro tour right like in the later rounds they interview like almost everybody in the in sure. the feature matches right be like yeah well you know uh I, things were looking really bad for me until my opponent made this colossal fuck up when he yeah. did this that and the other thing and i just <laughs> made him pay for it and he couldn't come back from that like yeah you almost never hear that even though like the he, reason that you won is because someone misplayed you'll never hear anyone almost ever bring that up mm-hmm. no one's like right. oh yeah it was a really great opportunity that he opened up for me when he misplayed that uh i mean i call mono red like knucklehead red and i get uh, that's controversial like that's yeah. insulting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. super insulting. I mean, that's what you are when you play mono red. <laughs> but Shane, there's so much play to the red deck. Oh yeah, yeah, it's especially very, now. Very tough. Very tough. 
God. All the cards do the same thing. It's a guy or it's a burn spell. I lost to a guy online in the last round of uh, just an eight man. And every game, I think just to tilt me, every game he played his third land and then he played the abbot after he played his mountain. Every game. Oh. <laughs> and, and he did it four times in the match and hit a land twice. And I'm just like, God, like, I know he's doing this to get to me. Like, there's no way this is like, because the first time this he played on life. three, yeah, the first time he played on three and you flip a mountain, you're like, all right, I goofed. Oh, that's embarrassing. But then you do it three more times and just, I, just, I just don't get it. So I just I, wanted the way, two one. Hey, I, I'm one playing one. around class for one. What? What? Yeah, like, what's up, man? No power sink here. And I was like, come on now. But, uh, you know, he's obviously very nice, just happy to be there. And the finals of an eight, man, that's, that's where the mono red. I can't even talk, say that anymore because I want a pro tour. God, again. That's Two why. pro tours. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. Anyway, well, you know, it all makes sense that Mono Red wins one and then fucking Mill wins the GP. So Mill winning that GP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wins. This is just a wild, wild standard right now. Well, I think Blue Red is just really good. There's so many different ways you can go with it right now. Like you have, you have the Blue Red Artifact deck. You've had Jeskai, which is kind of like a Blue Red deck with a, like a white aggro element to it. Um, but as you know, it's basically like card draw, rabble masters, so spheres like permission, um, before and then tokens you had that strategy. And then now you have the mill strategy and just I guess it's where you want to be. And the burn's real good now. Um even though the mill doesn't play, the mill just plays wild cards. I'm not sure how that deck won. I know Michael Majors is very good and I know that control can never beat that deck in a million years. So uh you saw his top four match play against Esther Dragons. Yeah, comment. Uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, if he played, you know, similar matchups throughout the day, then you're going to you're gonna win the Grand Prix, so. Even the Esper, Con- even the Abzan Constellation deck, it's just way too slow and dirtily to even, like, oh, yeah. it's pretty gross. I mean, he got milled out of one of those games. The guy turn, milled, turn, turn five. Dead. Yeah, that's good. I played online a couple times already, and it's pretty easy for the Sultai deck, because you have Sultai Charm, which is, yeah. like, cheating against them. He's just disenchanted, and they lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, even, I've been, I've been testing a one of Jace, so I've been, uh, Flashing back Salted Charm and getting it back with Den Protector, and they were never really able to mill me at all. So yeah, but uh, yeah, standard is uh, it's it's crazy. It's so funny how Brian Kibler goes nine one in the standard portion at the Pro Tour in the field of you know the mono red and the and the blue red doctors, and then the next GP you have literally green white is the second most played deck. Every yep. single pro player is fucking playing that deck. Yep, it's it's crazy, and like even at the Grand Prix or the Open this weekend in Legacy, when I was watching people sleeve up for the Super IQ, you know they have a Super IQ, yeah, the or Sunday. standard Sundays, yeah, yeah, and everyone's just sleeving up blue red uh, uh, artifact guys, and um, you know doesn't even do that well in the tournament. It's it's Todd Anderson wins with Banter Rook. Uh, it, it's I think the deck is the blue red deck is very very good, but uh, and if you look at the Pro Tour win percentage, it's like really high. Um, that's a pro tour, and that's when people are typically playing like you know the slower decks because they think they're better than they are. Like I think I'm a lot better than I really am. So you know you're going to play these decks to <laughs> exemplify that play. So you know the, the, when you play that blue red deck is good, but then you play in a Grand Prix uh, where everybody is back down to Abzan green white aggressive decks. I think that blue red deck gets a lot worse when you know you have turn two uh, fleece Fane lion and then Anafenza. I don't care how you know, how quick you make a 5-5, five, five. a lot of times those decks will just beat you down. Yeah, 
Mavs and Charm, GG. Mavs and Charm, very yeah. good. Yeah, I think that, um, I, think that, I mean, the Band Heroic deck is one of those ones where it, it can be really difficult to hate out, but I think that it definitely identifying as being the best Dromoka's command deck, I think plays a lot too. And I mean, I know Todd has been playing it a lot, and, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously with Tom living out there too, I mean, that that can't hurt. But I think that it just identifying itself as the best Dramokas command deck and the easiest way to get the best value out of it, and with the command being so good against both Mono Red and the Thopter deck, I think that that plays a lot. Yeah, I mean, that command is good against everything minus, like, uh, control, but as as we all know, I mean, control, I'm surprised it made top four of the Grand Prix, but, but outside of that, it's been relatively uh, dead for about, you know, two, three, four months now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's like, if you're going to play... Uh, uh, a green white deck, Ban Heroic abuses you know the charm the most, and uh, I think uh, Brad was actually commenting on Todd's status earlier, and he was like, "How do you win with that deck? It's wretched, like it's terrible." And then they were going back and forth about it. Um, so you know, Brad knows a thing or two about standard too. So I don't know. I it might be pilot over the plane there um, for his deck, but uh, I think that it's the best aggro deck where you want to have options in play due to the ability to, like, treasure cruise and have, you know, a lot of scrying and card draw and a lot of strategy involved. So yeah. it's not like Mono Red, where you just, you know, like, smash your head on the table until they're dead. Can I curve out? Yep, I win. Okay, great. Yeah, and if I can't, uh, I might still win anyway. But <laughs> it's funny, and on Twitter, I'm friends with, like, Ruben Breslin, a lot of people that were real hyped about the Mono Red train here, and um, I was just watching them update their statuses as they're all getting massacred at the Grand Prix. Um, it's just red like the guy who played Mono Red, you know? It's it's a it's a split format. He, you, he did very well limited. Um, and, you know, that has a lot to do with it. So, you know, we're in a Grand Prix, you gotta win 13 rounds with Mono Red. At the Pro Tour, you can win 6 rounds with Mono Red in Top 8. You know? It's just yeah. a, a, it's a huge difference. And it's, it's kind of like at Worlds when I did okay. I was playing Blink Rose. That deck was just a pile. But I did really well in Limited and Extended. So that would have been the top eight deck I played with. So you gotta you always have to examine how they do in Limited and don't get too hyped about it. But uh, it's definitely not a control standard these days. No. No, absolutely not. I mean, like the, the, the control deck really is like if, if somebody happens to bring an Esper Dragons deck, that's fine. But realistically, the control deck per se is... Uh, is very often just the rock, right? It's it's Abzan often. Yeah, Abzan's a control deck right now. Uh, it's the pretty much the the only consistent one. Uh, I like my Salty deck a lot, and we'll see um, in a few weeks how I do the Invitational. But um, I think that it's it's really good against everything except for the blue red deck. It's really I've been having a hell of a time like being that deck, and even with Salty Charm because by that time I've already taken five, and they just stubborn to me, and I lose anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the mix of stubborn denial in that deck with shrapnel blast yeah to have the range is just so bad for me and i i cannot find a cyborg card i like i mean i can play unravel the aether uh is that a, that's the best option but that's so linear i'm not gonna bring it in against anything because i have salty charm already yeah so it's like you know you you damn you do you damn you don't so i'm probably just going to hope uh you know he moles a three like uh you know good old yeah so let him do it and uh, who he, you know, he won the MOCS, right? Yeah, yeah, he was on. So I, I had him on my stream on Thursday for the streamers uh, streamer challenge, and so we were drafting some. Uh, we drafted actually a, a decent Boros deck. We we're about you know like three cards off from it being insane. Um, 
like we had Gideon in it, stuff like that. It was it was pretty good. A lot lots of choice two drops, but we got to talk a lot about the pro tour and this that and and you know his experiences with the format and limited and his choices and how he'd rather take a basic land over a green card 99% of the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it was really good. And then, yeah, to watch, to watch that happen and, and unfurl on social media. So he's like, uh, so I'm in the finals. It was just insane. And then yeah. tearing the thing down. So gross. Yeah. I, so it's hard to, it's hard to argue that he's not the best player right now. Yeah. Uh, but it, magic's all about waves. I mean, I thought, Turtonwall was the best player when he had his run, and you see, you know, I, I think he's a very good player, and I think he deserves everything he got, and I think that he's going to, if anyone can make a super great run, oh, for, he, he, he it, well within he, his realm to swing. To swing. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's he's very good. Um, I still think one of your own is uh, the best limited player of all time. Uh, one of your own Canadian Rich brethren, Owen. Rich there. Owen. Uh, Rich Owen, yeah, absolutely, and I just—it's hard. Like the man will come out after not playing and, and then top eight a Grand Prix. He so. nines the Pro Tour. Yeah, I, I, and I, yep, and I was good at that. And you know, his <laughs> limited rating at the pro, or limited record at the Pro Tour—it's just he's just absurd at limited. I don't yeah. know how a man can win so much in, in limited. It just speaks, you know, it's very, uh, it's very awe-inspiring. Which is limited, which is funny coming from you, since your limited ratings are also so high. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've considered myself. Like pretty damn good at limited, and it, it. But for him, I mean, I'm not even I can't hold a candle to there. But uh, he's he's just absurd. Like I just don't know how he does it. And I actually, you know, I've seen him draft. I've watched him draft. I've been around when he's drafted. Uh, just even playing, and uh, he just has his own way of doing it. And just I don't know. Just maybe just strikes fear into his opponent's hearts, and they just fall apart. So I'm not sure. But he's, he's, like that. Yeah, he's just got that Canadian power. Very good. It is. It is developing. It is burgeoning. Oh yeah, Canada's good, man. I mean, there's there's boys up there that uh, if there's if there's a limited tournament around, I would be very shocked not to see one of the big Canadian stars not in the top eight. Yeah, that's fair. But standard, we can. <laughs> this this article I wrote has uh, created a little bit of buzz about uh, standard's gotten the least amount. I kind of just. Uh, wrote one that had gripes about each format, standard, modern, legacy, and it's it came out this morning, actually afternoon, early afternoon, and it's been I've been in the fire defending my statements about standard, modern, legacy, and kind of like what we're talking about uh, the standard portion. Anyway, I was just I'm not really mad about standard the way it is and how it controls not very powerful or doesn't exist because I said months and months ago and even a year ago that this is the way this is the direction. Wizards is taking it because the, the the masses of magic do not like control and they will never like control. It's uh, classically unpopular to play against, classically unpopular to play, period. So I, I knew this was coming a long time. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like it's almost like having your head down and being upset about it. So the response was, where's your evidence that control is dying? Oh, you always complain when control can't win. Uh, so I'm in there like, you know fighting these uh, chuckleheads one-on-one here, so trying to just tell them it's an opinion piece. So I've been like Webster's Dictionary opinion and trying to help them out there. So. <laughs> well, I think that uh, it's it, what is interesting is when we look at the format and we look at the quality of the spell individually versus the quality of the creature individually, compare that to before versus today. And I mean, there's, there's very obvious where... R&D is trying to front load the power, you know, 
And it's very obvious that it's coming on the back of the creatures and, you know, whether it's uh, efficiency or the combination of them, like Abbot of, Abbot of Carol Keep is, is insane. It's a two, yep. it's, you know, a, like a two, one prowess creature that for two mana that also comes with, Oh, by the way, draw a card. Like it, it's really good. And I mean, to put that into an archetype of mono red, like when the answer that they get in that set is here's your five mana removal spell, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for uh, a small portion of the population and a, a kind of a big portion. If you look at the competitive population, mm-hmm. And I mean, why does Polychronos have any abilities? Like, it's a, I mean, <laughs> four mana, five, do, five. Do you remember Erdem Jin, which is a four, uh, five for four mana with a drawback? Yeah, it was sick. And that's, you know, that's going way back. Even if you go back to like Chameleon Colossus being the best green, powerful creature. I mean, Tarmogoyf was $3 when it came out. Yeah. The Chameleon Colossus was the powerful green creature. Uh, even back then, Tarmogoyf was played in standard, but not really. It kind of got its big hit. In, in extended, right? Like yeah, once it, it, in like next level blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in standard, I mean, you didn't really have a lot of ways to fill your graveyard up. And you know, uh, lore ones when Planeswalker started coming, right? Isn't that the first yep, planes. Correct. So it's you have this format, and then you have Command Colossus, which I played at that nationals, and I was like, oh my god, this green creature is amazing. It's four mana, four four, eight eight for four. It's just you get to do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's the best thing ever. And now that card would be unplayable. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't die to Doomblade, but now it's it unplayable. Does, yeah. It does not die to Doomblade. Yeah. It's like Polychronos is like even that card has seen waves of play even when green is popular. If you're Abzan, you're not playing that card, even though it's like freaking five five or four that <laughs> yeah. Rafi guides an opponent. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. But that's the world we live in, you know, and we, we luckily the game is sweet and I'll continue to play, but you know, I like to have a gripe piece here and there. And uh I probably shouldn't let the uh comments get to me but i have to go in there and i have to yeah i gotta defend myself so at what point in time though do you as the control feeler control player start to feel like the mono red player in standard or the tron or like the red green tron player you know in modern you know like just ashamed you should like you are just you are you are feeling ashamed like you are being shamed by the people around you like oh you're a control player god you're a filthy control player you know, like how yeah. many times you said you dirty, <laughs> dirty red dirty. chucklehead, right? So like, dirty. I, I want to get. To, I wish I can get to a comment. I want to find a person who read. Like, I, there's so many comments right now. I, if I wish you're gonna, if I knew you're gonna ask that, I would have had that pulled up. But someone says something to the effect of, like, "Oh yeah, that's what the world we want to live in, where you sit there and we get to do nothing. You count all our spells and kill all our creatures and blah blah blah." And then somebody replied, I didn't respond, and he said, oh, man, yeah, I want to be in the world where you are, where you get burned and dead on three. Yeah, great. Great game. Real fun. You know, like, yeah. It's the same. It's funny how each side thinks the other side is just a, a bumbling idiot, you know? Like, we are the control player, the guy who made the comment said that we're always, like, viewed as, like, the nerds. You just want to, you know, like, wheezing and fixing our glasses. And then on the other side, the moderate player is, like, you know, the opposite of that <laughs> uh very uh very you know just dropped out of high school just you know, just trying to hang out you know jammed a bunch of red cards together and just you know slamming their head on the table like i said earlier but uh no i, I do feel you, you get that villainized feeling so what i do is to counteract that i kind of uh try to create a brand of good versus evil and i played against tom ross again at this recent grand prix and i mentioned i'm like i always feel this is good versus evil and he's like you know I feel the same way. 
<laughs> but the other one. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know we have it's like a it's like a standoff, and um, at, with the tournaments I plan, I'm not villainized, you know, because basically I play at the high level. I try to, and in these tournaments, I have a there's enough players that play mid ranger control that respect the control strategy. Uh, but man, when you go to a local store an IQ, um, when I'm at F and M, and I just had a habit, I'm shuffling my opponent's deck. I'm, they're just looking at me like I'm just the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm, you know, and they don't know who I am. Like sometimes they do, but when I go around, I'll, I'll play like an F and M random area I'm in, and you know, just just hang out. And they're just once I play that first dissolve, they're like, you know, just think I'm just some filthy animal. But it's a struggle, it really is. We used to be the masses, and now it's like we're we're cornered in this little like. Uh, community within a community, and you know, if Wizards has their way, could go extinct. Hey, listen, the first Magic deck that I fell in love with, okay, played Swords to Plowshares, Counterspell, Force of Will, Kajeldran Outpost. Oh, Kajeldran, I was hoping you'd say Outpost. Okay. That's, my, that's my first control deck, too. Outpost is the shit. The card is so good. I have one Rainbow Freed. Yeah, yeah, Rainbow Freed. I may also have even later on played Browse and Digger with that deck. Yeah. Because that's that's awesome. When your opponents finally realize that the only cards you're only going to ever draw for the rest of the game are fucking Counterspell and Swords to Plushares in multiples, that's awesome. Yeah, it feels good, and it I like it because it's it's funny. People concede when you have like the the IC lock right, and they're you're, they're losing and all this, and then you're like they're like yeah, I can see. I know when the game's over. I mean, it's probably not fun. I'm like I'm having fun, <laughs> like, I'm having a, having a great but, day. Take, but hang out, have a drink. Enjoy I'm yourself. only making one guy a turn right now. <laughs> I haven't even like, found my rainbow freak yet. Yeah, I'm like, stay a while for a little bit. The guy with like six basic mountains out and a freaking uh, dragon fodder token left over. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, where are you going? The problem is, is that now that we're into the realm of like competitive magic being a big thing, you know, and and these events being so important, and I think that a huge part of the experience is is not just playing the magic anymore. I think that a big part of it is hanging out with your friends and commiserate, commiserating over stories, and you know, you don't get the opportunity to have those stories anymore you know at these events if you're you know stuck going to time almost every round with control decks now we're all not shaheen sarani we're all not adept at avoiding draws with control decks so let's tuck that one aside because i knew that one was coming right right but you know i i think that um that's also a lot of the a lot of the reason why people don't play these decks at, at large tournaments because they're just like i i can't I can't handle a full day of all of my rounds. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's caused the outrage of the article. That's the most outrage there, because I've called for uh, the banning of Senses Divining Top and then a uh, piece of lands to remove that deck. And I've had some people say, well, it's not there. It's not the card's fault. It's the player's fault. Get them to play faster. Uh, in a perfect world, and they all read uh, read Duke's article about faster play, remodel one about faster play, and everyone will fix their play. That's not going to happen. Um, never. There's always going to be people that are playing slow, people yep. that are playing uh, suboptimally, and you know, so on and so forth. So, you have two options. You can either leave top in, okay, and then just continue to have these uh, people. Will you pay your fifty dollars? You play test is your first open, Scotty. You and Jay Bush and KYT and company are all going to these tournaments, and you've tried really hard, and you go there. And you're not a you're not a dickhead, so you're not gonna if you feel like you're not gonna call your opponent on slow play when they're not t- playing it fast at the beginning. Next thing you know, you look at the, the clock and 
game one's done. You got 25 minutes left. And you spend $50 and you're out of the tournament. You know, it, it, it's not fair. It's not fair that you have to be completely on point every few seconds. Like, uh, you need to speed your play up. You need to speed your play up. And so that's the thing. It's like the average person activates their top how many times in a match? Let's say they play on turn one. And the game goes to turn 16 or so. That's what most, you know, miracle players go to. Because they do not win quick. And when they do get the lock on, it stays forever. Uh, how many times do you activate your top? Twice per turn sometimes? Yeah, uh, say you're, you're, you're at least 30. Yeah, let's say you conservatively spend 15 seconds per top. We're talking 10, 15, 20 minutes in a match on Devani top. Wizard banned top and extended for, quote, it took too long to use. It's and a, modern. The modern and in modern they banned it for in old extend they banned it for the time reason. Um, they didn't say specifically why they banned it in modern, but I, you have to assume it was similar. But then again, you, even if it wasn't time based, they're not going to leave it with counterbalance. Correct. So yeah, so the, time was definitely an issue there, and they might have banned counterbalance there if there wasn't a time issue. But top just takes too much time. So I, I say it should be banned. A lot of the problems come from people there saying, you know, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, no, you just guys don't, you just don't understand. Like, uh, it's. Once you have an opponent, I'm not like that because when my opponent starting to play slow, uh, minus one or two times in recent history, after five, six minutes, I'm going to let them know politely, you know, you need to speed your play up. And after that, uh, whatever nice guy I got in me has to go because we have to get this recorded the right way. Yeah. I actually went to time with a guy who top baited this weekend. He's still top baited. We went to time after I hurried him up and everything. And he was playing death and taxes, playing very slow. Um, and he, I had out a, an armada. Now, of, now I'm pulling up a list of the people that talked oh, yeah, about this. Go weekend. for it. You can find the name yeah, if you want. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I kind of apologize. I, I lost my cool a little bit, but, uh, at the time I was kind of frustrated. So the re if we had a chess clock, it would have been, you know, 35 minutes on his side, 15 minutes on my side. Uh, he, we, uh, the board was, he was at eight life and I had a batter skull and about 37,000 creatures in play. And the time was expired after turns. So basically, if we draw, it doesn't really do anything. Uh, if but even if the, he loses, he can still win-win in top eight. So I was trying to explain it to him. Um, it ended up actually working out for him because he was able to draw twice in top eight at X two and two. Right. Uh, so and, and that put BBD at ninth, which is pretty funny. Um, so yeah. So basically, that's what happened. And then you know, it, it's frustrating. I I really look forward to the legacy tournament and all tournaments and then when this happens it just kind of set the fire in me again to kind of get the word out saying there's just things that have to be changed about the game and the death and taxes player obviously that's just a random deck but top when if you walk around the room and look at the ones that have gone to time every other match is a top deck it's a top deck it's a lands deck it's these decks that just take too much time to orchestrate a win it's not like they're playing slow because bbd had a draw too that he couldn't handle they couldn't help and if he didn't have a draw he would have top a the tournament and he, I was watching him play. He wasn't playing slow at all. It's just the deck takes 20 turns to win. Mm -hmm. That's a problem with the games. Yeah. Well, I, and I think what's interesting about that is I think that's why you've seen people like uh, Lissette in, in the past play copies of Vendillion Click, you know, main yep. deck in their list. And I think that it, that has, you know, it's something small and it's subtle. But, I mean, you see basically every single card in your fucking deck through, like, top dig through time and everything else, right? right. So, so, I mean, like, you really have the capacity to see if you're adding like two copies of Vendillion Click in your main deck, that's going to be pretty consistent in terms of, you know, making it an appearance and putting in work. Right. Yeah. I mean, just having I, my, my good teammate and friend, Oren Beasley, I'm teaming with in the Grand Prix this weekend. 
I forced him when he played my blue white control deck of the past to put a rune chainer spike in his deck because he's slow as dirt. Yeah. And uh, I forced him to play that card. And, you know, that's nothing on him. He's a great guy. He's very slow, very calculating. Okay. But, you know, he's slow. Uh, Joe Lissette, another guy who he called a judge on me the first time I ever played him. And he told judge because I started pile shuffling after Mulligan to five, game three. Um, I just pile shuffled my deck and he called a judge. And he, he meant nothing by it, but he's saying, you know, pile shuffling takes a long time. And, um, basically, he's he's trying a crusade to call a judge every time an opponent pile shuffles because it's just the same randomization as regular shuffling, arguably, right? So it just takes longer. And of course, I basically stood my ground, like, well, I just want to do it because it makes me feel good inside. And it's my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like it got up, it got upheld, and he let the judge let me do it, obviously, because there's no rule against it. Yeah. But I understood. I didn't understand at the time because it was years ago. But now I. I truly understand that in Legacy, something has to give. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's just how many matches go to time? It's just ridiculous. But it's so funny because there are all of these decks that just win on turn 0 to 2. Yeah. A lot of times they go to time, they're, they have four land to play. Because he's turn 1 took 6 minutes like for both players yeah. combined. Yeah. Like, what do you... Like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, think about like the time spiral decks. Thank God nobody plays High Tide. Because that deck... They'll go to time, but it's only been three turns that have elapsed. Yeah. And it's just basically, sometimes you have to loop time spirals, and it just takes a long time to do it quickly. Um, when time spiral was first on ban, my first article came out, I'm like, re-ban it before it's too late, because this deck ever gets good, it's going to take forever to win. Yeah. Um, but here's the, here's the key issue. This is what I forgot to mention. Who cares because Legacy and Wizards doesn't like Legacy? I should have just left that in there. They don't care about Legacy. Never have, never will. They make one Grand Prix a year Legacy, maybe. And then they just drop it in the in the gutter. So well, they they make fistfuls of money on that legacy GP too. It's always yeah. one of the most immensely attended GPs, yep. right? They occasionally will make cards with a nod to legacy in mind. Like let's not kid ourselves. Abrupt Decay was made for legacy and just happens to be sweet and modern. Like mm. you know, let's call a spade a spade. Yep. But um, council, council judgment immediately after True Name Nemesis. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so things like that. Like they 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 build but they don't care how degenerate it gets. I think right. is what it comes to. Yeah, I'm much more worried about modern being fixed and that's kind of the the middle point of the article too. Um modern is something I have a lot of uh a lot of opinion on when it comes to the ban list. So, okay. So here's what it comes down to in modern and I think that where you sit, where you fall into on these these axes really dictates from from what i've been able to to see from my you know my lofty perch is is it depend what people have to say about how to fix the format depends on where you sit in this axis so if you believe that modern should be a healthy format full of a couple you know reasonable combo decks with uh some good aggressive elements but like fair decks are good you know where a fair deck can be good let me rephrase um you know, and, and it, it really is about play and, and variety, then there's probably some very strong combo-style bands that you want right now. There's probably also some other cards, some mid-rangey cards that you want on hand. You know, if you are a hardcore control player and you just want to play all of your blue cards because Snapcaster Mage just isn't fucking good enough for you, then you're probably asking for Jason and such. You know what I mean? But, like, but I think that I think that there's other people that just want to play combo that just want to be like, get out of my shit. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's I I agree. I mean, wherever everyone's biased on how to fix a format, um, I'm biased clearly on a control level, but my argument was 
a I'm just gonna read just one line real quick. I'm just this is kind of like from the middle here. I said the format's is at its healthiest peak when the format is diverse and decks from control, aggro, mid-range, and a sprinkle of combo are represented in both total number and success rate. So, in my opinion, humble opinion, Magic was created for aggro, mid-range, and control. Okay? Combo is accidental for the most part. Okay? I truly believe that R&D and Wizards don't even see half the combos that actually become combos. They did not see Nourishing Shoal Grizzlebrand. Correct. No way. And they, they did not see amulet of amulet anything. Okay. <laughs> it, it, this is it's 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 like they make Probably these cards. True. Yeah. Probably I mean, they, true. Yeah. They make these cards and they don't understand the implications. And and combo out of all the different archetypes can is the one that can get the most degenerate. Okay. Uh, control at its best. Let's say Callblade. That was not fun to play against. Okay. It was horseshit. Nobody liked it. Um. But when combos at its worst, like Flash Hulk, you can't win unless you play the combo deck, okay? So it's like, these are the times where you really have to answer a format. So Modern right now is a control, is a uh, combo uh, combo fest right now. And a lot of the criticisms came when I said that it's being dominated by control, looking at the Grand Prix and Charlotte last one, with uh, the entire top eight being combo, pretty much. Um, People were saying, where's your stats to back this up? That it's combo. Everyone's playing combo. And I didn't say everyone's playing combo. It's still underplayed. Do you know why? Because I can't play Amulet Bloom. I don't play that deck. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> who has the cards for these decks? Like, you know what yeah. cards people have? They have Jun cards. They have Abzan cards. They have these, the most, they have Mono Red. These are why these decks are played. You think Mono Red is the most played deck online because it's the best deck? You you have to be an idiot to think that. Monterey is <laughs> the best, most played deck online is because it costs $14 compared to the other decks. Yeah. There's no, like, you, you have to understand the reasoning behind this. And people that comment on these articles sometimes don't really think it through. So the top eight had fantastic players playing combo decks just beating the snot out of everybody. Sure, it was only 1% of the field, but who cares if it's 1% of the field? Okay. So my answer to Modern would be, this is wild, okay? I want them to unban everything. I want them to unban everything that was banned at the very beginning. I want they them to should have done that in the first place. They should have done it. Yeah, they should. That's what I said. They should have done it in the first place. The, Jace was not was not broken. Like, if, if okay. you did you hold, play hold, hold, hold well, listen. Hear me out. Hear me. Okay. Out. Okay. Did okay. you play yeah, let's, 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 Jace? Let's all right. All yeah, right. Well, did you play when Jace was in this well, first came out in the in the Jun format? Like, yep. It was unplayable against Jun. Yeah. <laughs> they had. Bolt, Lightning, Bloodbraid Elf. Like, you never... You had a Fate Seal when it came out, still died. If you Fate Seal, then Maelstrom pulsed it. Like, it was just completely... I mean, it was still the control card of choice, right? You still have to play it. It's kind of like, even when, you know, Dick Through Time's not good in standard. If you're playing blue, you're going to play Dick Through Time. So, Jace is very good. It's obviously a very good Planeswalker. Even in Legacy, it's lost favor. Nobody plays Jace. There's one Jace in the deck. Two Jace in the deck. I was ridiculed. Like, Rolling on the floor ridiculed for playing three Jason still because, quote, Jace is just not good anymore. If you look at the cards that they've printed since then, like the power of Dick Through Time when I just got, just got demolished in the finals of that tournament on Sunday by a guy playing Omniscience Dick Through Time. Okay, come like, on. Yeah. Omnitel is, is like not even remotely a fair deck on any no, level. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not. But even the fair decks, they won't <laughs> play Jace. I mean, how, how many blue fair decks are, they, are there in Legacy? You go through them, how many have Jace in them? Yeah. Zero? <laughs> it's because it used to be a juggernaut. People were scared of the, the story of the Bitter Blossom. People were scared of the legend of the Jit. People were scared of the legend of the Bloodbraid Elf and the, the Jason Mind Sculptor. 
But in reality, these days, in an eternal format, when you're getting a Grizzle Brand on turn two and dying, Jace is not that good. I mean, it's it's not. In, you have to compare it to the format. If you play a Jace on turn four and your elf player collected companies, you're dead. And it's just like the the card collected company I would put up against Jace any day in modern in the respective decks because there's no way to really abuse Jace. You can't just combo out with Jace. You're not going to put a Embercool on top and then put Cheat into play. You know, you're basically doing the normal stuff of brainstorming, bouncing, and doing all those awesome control things. And right now the format is just so, so like super powerful that it's going to be a great card. But there's no way you can compare it to the power of just dying on turn three and four to a Splinter Twin, where you're you're like Jason my sculpted like Deceiver Exar kill you. You know, it's just not exactly as powerful. That's that's my opinion, of course. Okay, I don't disagree with you about Jace. Okay. Okay. Essential Vision, I think, would be more damaging, to be honest. Um, I think so it too. Would all, it would go in all the combo decks, and those just you know recall themselves on four. Yeah, it makes them like way more consistent. Yeah, so, yeah. so the problem I have with the statement that you made was that I just want them to unban everything that was banned from the start. And, and, and like, my heart stops. For the most part. Have you ever played part. against Affinity with the Artifact Lands in Modern? No, 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 I know. Yeah, for right? the most like, yeah. When I say the whole list, and I kind of say it in an article, I, I don't really retract it, but I go on to explain further. There are, and then they yeah. should have left them unbanned at the beginning uh, for the first six months or so. Let people have their have their ball, you know, have their blast. <laughs> see what happens because it's interesting. You should see what happens. You yeah, should see what cloud, the format cloud looks post. Like. I know what it looked like. Yeah, you should see what the format looks like, and then you go through, and then you start to delete these cards, and like the artifact lands, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. we can probably keep shoal. So, I yeah. think yeah. I think the problem that we've got is that there are. I think they've been trying to prune back combo since inception. I think that's what they found, is they found that too quickly, all of the decks in Modern, if you take a look at the first two, you know, Pro Tours, Grand Prix, whatever the hell they were, they're all just a series of turn two and turn three decks trying to out-masturbate each other. Like, it's it's abysmal. It must have been terrible to play, you know? And yeah. so they started to make some bannings, and then they, they're like, okay, so there's some turn threes and a couple turn fours, you know? Yeah. And they pair back again and pair back again. But I think that along the way, they may have paired off too many of the mid-range cards. But, you know, I think that it was needed to be done then. I think Bloodbraid Elf took the fall for Deathrite Shaman. And if Deathrite Shaman had just gone and Bloodbraid Elf had stayed, it would have been better. As an example. Oh yeah, I agree. I think the Green Sun Zenith is 100% unbannable if you uh, ban Dryad Arbor. Because that's yep. the big issue. Now, that said, I mean, I would certainly look at unbanning these for a period of time and then look to rebanning. Like I'm sort of for sort of a bit of a rotating ban list myself, but I think at the core of it, I have a lot of problem with, you know, like the turn two turn, like the, the turn two turn three deck. And that, that's yeah. where I have a lot of problem with them. I mean, I do too. It's, it's not, it's not healthy for a non legacy or vintage format. Like for mm-hmm. the, for modern, the quickest combo should be four. Uh, should be Splinter Twin. Should be Splinter Twin, and that because that's it, anything before is like getting into the realm of unhealthy. I mean, because you want them to if you if your logic of destroying control is to have people play actual magic, interactive magic, and then you have somebody killing you on two in modern, while your first play was like you know, uh, monastery swift spear attack you. 
I mean, I'll even, I'll even defend the red players. Say so they're at nineteen, and then they kill you. I mean, yeah. it's just it doesn't. It's not. It's not the way magic should be played. So, and it's an easy fix too. Like you said, you should let the cards get unbanned for some amount of period, for some time, and then see what happens, and then see what decks pop up. Then you ban. That's why you ban. You don't. Pre- who preemptively bans cards? Yeah. Like, what, what world do we live in? It's like they, they banned Jason Standard, okay, because it was in an abusive Callblade deck. Okay, that deck was absurd. They banned it and extended for, it was only legal and extended for about a month. Um, my first, I played in that one PTQ that was in my area that month it was legal and extended, and I had this really innovative deck. I had uh, Stoneforge Mystics and Jace the Mind Sculptor and Cryptic Command. It was really innovative. And it was uh, absurd. So it makes sense to ban it then. But like, We've, we've discussed the cards are just powerful. They're too powerful now. And the interactions, these combos that people were all spooked about are too good. And they've come out of the woodwork after they've tried to stomp them all out of the ground. And now cards like Jace, Greenstone Zenith for green, Bloodbraid Elf for mid-range decks, these could really even the playing field uh, against these abusive decks. So you don't even really need to ban a lot of stuff. You just need to unban, and then you can see where it goes. I'd like to see 8th and 9th edition that would definitely stir up. Problem with that is, there's is you want to see Blood Moon gone. I'm assuming, right? Blood Moon and Tronlands and Summer. Yeah. Um. What else do we lose here? I got a sweet cyborg card from Eighth, so I'm not gonna. I, I don't want that. So, worship. <laughs> I got a bribery in my board. Uh, Woo! Sure. That's fine. I'm, well, if you ban the Tronlands, ban Tron, you don't need bribery. Trust me, yep. you're fine. There yeah. we go. Right, but right. <laughs> anyways, I think. I think that, that that's a big source of the problem, and I think that if you also want to brand, you, you know, you have your choice. You can you can ban Grizzlebrand, or you can just ban Gorya's Vengeance. Because, like, it's a two-mana spell that breaks the mold, right? So, if yeah. you ban 8th, 9th, and Gorya's Vengeance, I think we've got a perfectly level, um, more reasonable format that fair decks can thrive in, and I think in that scenario, you can easily start to look at unbanning cards. Yeah, I, the only combo decks that would be left would be... Splinter uh, Twin? And uh, ad nauseum, correct. Um, sorry, so combo. You know, it's hard for me not to call the elves deck a combo deck because they basically collect a company and do a Zuri and tacky for three thousand. Sure, 000, so sure. I'll throw that in the combo realm too. It's kind of it reminds me of elves and legacy. It plays very similarly. Instead of natural order crater huff, they put a Zuri in play. And um, there's there's the Abzan company deck, which is inconsistent, but I mean. Yeah, you know, like, still, people love that deck. Man. Still reasonable, right? Right, they can't play it, right? If you play that deck right now, you're out of your mind because it's just it's the worst combo deck and then the worst mid-range deck. But yeah. if you do these bannings, then you can actually, you know, that deck will gain a lot of momentum. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, honestly, and this is, this is, it's hard to remove the bias, but if you let Jace in this format, the the boogeyman, the, the, the best planeswalker of all time, you're not going to shake it up that much. You're going to have control kind of Fired up, they're gonna put him in there and still get massacred. <laughs> I think the problem with, I think one of the big problems with Jace that they're afraid of is that um, the best case scenario, it, you're absolutely right, doesn't mix it up very much. But it's like the not best case scenario where you know you don't get comboed out on turn four, so then they have a Jace they use, they you know, and then you you don't beat them, so then they can use it again and use it again, and I think that's the problem. Oh yeah, and you know, basically, I think. If people are good with Jace, then it's really you can get in those situations. But it's just as long as Bolt is being played a lot, um, Jace is really kept in check by Lightning Bolt, and it always has been in standard. And it, and for the small period of time it extended, it's just because it keeps you on your toes. Being having a Fate Seal the first time 
really makes Jace a real stinker sometimes against most really powerful decks. You know, if you're tapping for Sorcerer Speed, Fate Sealing, you're probably going to be in trouble. But like you said, you know, that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario, you play Jace, you use it perfectly, and then your opponent can't do anything. I think, you know, the, other, I think the other piece of it is dollars, though, too. Like, I mean, like a, a non-foil Jace from World Wake is still $100. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Wizards start. cares about that at all. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I think it's just part of the it's part of the social uproar that may be generated by unbanned. You know? Because like he goes from he goes instantly to one fifty. Oh like, yeah, foil, so foil score. They don't give a shit about that. They just do that to fucking fetch land. Yeah, but one hundred and fifty per Jace is not the same as fucking eighty dollar fetch lands. It's exactly the same. No, I don't think so. The fetch lands, I was oh, very shocked about. I was I couldn't believe it jumped that much, but. You know, uh, here's my suggestion to you right now. If you guys want to speculate, buy as many monastery mentors as you can. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not even for my deck. It's for Legacy. They play in Legacy, and I don't see it going away. It's the main win condition of two very good decks in Legacy, uh, being Miracles, and then the decks that are dedicated to Mentor. And I just think it's it's a Mythic rare, and it's not a Legend, and I think it's going to be. An absurdly expensive card in the future. So that's for you guys. We'll get rich quick. Go for it. <laughs> Buy them all. Buy it all. You heard it. Buy them all. <clears throat> Very good. I uh, actually, that's what I'm playing modern right now. I kind of want to, Scotty, at some point, I do want to show you this deck because I think you'd like it. It might be up your alley. This one I'm playing at Charlotte. It's a blue white uh, mentor deck. I think it's pretty good. Well, you should ship it my way and I'll stream with it on Wednesday and Thursday if it's good. Okay. It'll be in the newsletter. Also, so it's not going to be a big shocker there, but it, it, you'll be the first to have actually sleeved up and ready to go. So yeah, no, like I said, ship it to me. I'll stream it on Wednesday. Sweet, sweet. I will see. I, I don't know if I derailed the podcast into my ranting about bannings, but I think that you know to close it up with the modern discussion about bannings. It's it's such a cool format, and I think that it has. It's like just one little nudge away from being. Um, you know, perfect. So basically, like you said, and I said, they need to really test the waters because right now you have one archetype. It's combo. And then it's like a half of archetype is like combo aggro. Those are the two archetypes of modern right now. And you're either a combo deck. And someone was saying like that twin was a combo deck. And that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> that's like saying that omniscience is a combo deck or a control deck too. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you got counter spells and card draw, and then you show and tell and kill them. Control deck. It's like, it's not a control deck. So it needs those archetypes. You don't think twins is a combo deck? No, no. Uh, oh, did I misspeak? Yeah. Twins a control deck. Sorry, that's what people no. were saying. It's control so deck. no. Twi- no. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Twin, twin game one. <laughs> twin game one. Twin game one is a combo deck. No, there's no, no, there's no, no question. I've never heard of this scrub. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all are probably like, that's why y'all are quiet. I'm like, oh, am I wrong? Yep. Right. <laughs> yep, you are. <laughs> All right, sweet. Yeah, no, no, Twin is definitely game one combo deck. Game two and three, it's debate. If you board out your combo, it, I, it's hard to change your, your deck name and archetype on, this, on the registration sheet. And combo decks have done that a few times where they have like a conversion package. Um, but, you know, people are going to board against you, and you're you're still winning games in your combo, more than likely. It, it's kind of like it reminds me of, like, the Jeskai token aggro decks that board into a, like, control deck. I still wouldn't call them a control deck, but, you know, it, they do have control elements. Control is more like 
wins on the fair playing field still. It's still in the fair realm. You're still mm-hmm. winning with cards like Tassiger and, you know, Manlands and things like that. You're still not 20 them out. Well, if you're 20 people out, then you're, you're competent. Okay. Give us Jace. Free Jace. Wear a t-shirt. Free Jace. You gotta be careful with what t-shirts you wear these days. So it's one of the loudest. Yeah, they make you take them off. The <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Inside Joker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's sometimes I really want to get involved in the drama of things happening in the in the world, and that's kind of what Jay was talking about earlier. And Magic, we can't really do anything like that. It's like once you're branded with the, with a company. You're really like fuck branded. You can't yeah. even as a regular person do it because someone will call you a rapist and dox you. Yeah, that, that yeah. too. That too, actually. Or 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 some like, people don't or care. Racist, they'll do it anyway. Or a racist <laughs> or a sexist or, yeah. or a misogynist or whatever. Or anything, anything. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that guy. The, the, right. Like the number one, the funniest, the funniest post on uh on Reddit of all time is the is um what's that? It was like called what was it called? Fucking. Assgate or whatever, oh, or that yeah, guy just crackgate, 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 and that's the funniest post of all time on Reddit. Even for people that have no idea what magic was, they just knew that it was dirty, filthy dungeon brawlers living in their parents' basement and can't wear belts. And that is like the worst thing on the planet, apparently. That was really funny. Yeah, it uh, was really funny. It was, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> My friend was actually one of the cracks there. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. We're like, I'm like, oh, hey, famous. Look at you. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, it's just it's a PC world now, my friend. I mean, that's if you outside of Magic, it's that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's, for sure. It's it getting it's getting more and more so where you say something, and it's like if you watch any like insult comic that's ever been on any roast or anything, if you say a half a sentence from any of them, you'll be blacklisted in whatever occupation, oh, yeah. game, or anything else you do. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. So instead, just make sure the mic is off and have a good time in oh. your house. And, you know, That's why I like watching Donald Trump, man. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's wild, man. That's, <laughs> oh, man yeah, that I, I, love it. I love it when I y'all watch him, too, like Canadians. <laughs> like, that's an American right there. That's it. That's the guy. America. <laughs> America. I'm like, no. That's not us. <laughs> no. I'm about as dirty liberal as they get, so... I'll, I'll probably get in trouble for even admitting my political preference. So that's yeah. That's, now you're now you're fired. Oh, that's it. Cedric's like, get out of here. See, it's messed up because like our Republican equivalent is a little bit to the left of your Democrat. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I, I actually enjoy Canadian politics, or I used to anyway, especially when I was in school. And I would always look for a comparison point to what I wish some of our uh governmental things would be like and of course i compare them to germany or england or canada most of the time so you guys got it good over there we got it good for a lot of things but there's some things that can get better but i'm sure your your listeners really want to listen to a political rantings of <laughs> are you so the last time we had a great comment don't they want to hear all you about- tell people that they should vote and they get a little iffy oh they get oh, super yeah. iffy <laughs> but I mean, don't isn't that why they tune into us though? Don't they want to hear all about you know us and our wives going out on our boats and you know doing all of that fun stuff? Like, isn't that what they want to hear? I think so. Actually, I mean, that's, what they're trying to you are know, you not entertained? So. Yeah, I mean, I think that that stuff's more interesting. Like, you know, I actually don't watch a lot of magic or watch a lot of coverage. Like Jay said, I, I, I this is probably blasphemy, but I find it to be 
really boring. <laughs> yeah, boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I watched myself play, which is a little, like, you know, egotistical. And no, crazy. no, no, you have to watch, because, you know, how do you know if you're... What they say? What they say about me? What uh... have they talking shit? I actually, like, Cedric was saying... So someone, like, tweeted at Cedric and myself and said, like... Are you going to respond to on the podcast? I think you were in the thing. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, about all the shit they were talking about you. And Cedric's like, what didn't I say about him? (laughs) But it was all all about, yeah, but when I listen to it, it's all love, man. Like he he finds it just adorable that I play this, a pile of this, this abomination and still win. It's, it's kind of like what Brad said. Brad said, he tweeted, he's like, well, I wonder how well you do. And we think this every time we get into the pro community, we think about it. Like if Shaheen actually played a Cards real deck, yeah. Horrendous. And then I think I mentioned to you, I'm like, well, then no one would know who I am. Hey, everybody, real quick, who won the Legacy Open? Uh, some no guy playing Omnitel. Some guy, some guy, yeah. yeah. No one knows. <laughs> I yeah. thought you won. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I won too. It's funny, and I thought about that, and this, the guy was super nice and everything. I'm gonna Josh, Josh. Josh, there you go. And here, good old Josh, won with Omnitel. And uh, this is no disrespect whatsoever, okay? But no one on God's green earth besides him, his mother, and his girlfriend are going to know about it in a few weeks, okay? you got to play original stuff. And when you play original stuff and you have a brand and you really build on it and you believe in it and you, you get excited about it, that's when people start to remember who you are. Or you win every tournament, one of those two. I'm not doing the latter, obviously, so... I'm going to continue to dredge along and create this this sweet little control movement I got here and get as many people involved. And, you know, I'll say, hey, KYT, play this sweet deck. He's like, oh, yeah, ship it. Here's the list. And then, he, of course, he never plays anything. No, never. <laughs> never. No. So then, of course, he won the Pro Tour. Oh, no. How'd you do it? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wait, Shaheen, did, were you even at it? Yeah, I was there. You were at the Pro Tour? No, you weren't, you fucker. No, how'd you qualify? There's, I had one PPTQ in my area. Oh, remember all those things that you like about Canada, specifically Montreal and Toronto? Yeah. yeah. We have or PPTQs literally everywhere. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I, you know what? Our teachers yeah. probably make more, too. Shut up and move. Oh, yeah. I am about to. All right. This defect. I don't know. With a name like that, I mean, Canada probably let you in pretty easily. So. Oh, yeah. Fucking, they, like, no, so no along. Noah Long is trying to go to Seattle to hang out, driving across from Vancouver, and gets denied at the border. <laughs> Why? I don't know! Somebody phoned somebody who can figure that out. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it happened. I read it on Facebook, and I was like, wow. I just, Noah seems like the most normal guy in the world. Oh, that's what I mean. We must know. For the safety of players at GPs, we have to know. What I mean, unless is. they read his video. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this way, can't admit anything. You gotta be careful. Yeah, we'll have to get you. It's tough. It's tough. But uh, so, WMCQs are around the corner. They are a month away. Um, I understand that I am housing a series of you Montrealites. Was WMCQ where I got the sweet Geist? Yes. Yes. That was a year ago. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, it feels like ten years ago. It yeah. feels like five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I know I will Age be more KYT. It is. It is. It is modern. Uh, I guess. It, yeah, this one's modern. That's coming up at the end of the month. Um. So that's that's exciting. So we need to uh, to tune up and and get some get some lists ready for that. There'll be no new cards at this point that are added. So 
the what format. Are the dates? Do you have any more WMCQ days? Because if that's the nearest one, I might make some crazy trip here. Watch. Well, let's see. Yeah, we should. Uh, are you on some... summer holidays right now? I am. Yeah, I got like three weeks left before I have to go back. Ah, must be nice. What do you teach? I teach history, government, stuff like that. Oh, I don't think I have that in Alberta. No, you probably have like you know real. Classes. Okay, so there yeah. are th- there are three weekends. <laughs> there are three weekends for the World Magic Cup qualifiers. August twenty second and twenty third is standard. September fifth, that- so, so, so August twenty second to twenty third weekend is standard. Where is that? I'm asking. Uh, okay. well, that will depend on your location. <laughs> See, I didn't. I thought last time they had like just three preset locations in our area. Like last year, it was like hold this on. place in in California. There's one here in schedule. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you. I got you. Yeah, this is going to be important. I might come up to Canada there. And well, you you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Come to you can't come to Canada. I thought the guy. I thought a guy from uh, an American that was in China qualified through that. Did no. he have Chinese citizenship? He must or have been Maybe they should apply real quick. How long did the? All right. So there's one in Pennsylvania on the twenty second. It is uh, in Philadelphia, specifically the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You've got you've got one in Texas, a standard one on the nineteenth. That's the one I'll be going to. Hold on, I got more. Oh, look, right. I have more. What's what's going on here? Standard in North America. Where the hell are these? These are not North America lines. Typical oh, American. Typical. It's super long. North America, Quebec, Toronto, Ontario. Those so, so far are all in North America. So yeah, so far. <laughs> Just yeah. putting it out there, bud. I think I think that might be it, man. Like, what's going on here? You've got like Philly and Texas. There's got to be a third one somewhere. The modern one's got to be somewhere, right? Can't I find it? This is a really long fucking sheet that I'm scrolling through, and it's really Very, no I'll, I'll, I'll Google that. I really thought I really thought that it was just like I don't know they passed or something. I've really never tried in these either. That's why that's why KYT goes to the Pro Tour, and I don't. I just yeah. hang around these Star City events. That's what yeah. I do. But no, the August twenty second and twenty third. I guess that one is in BC for us, the standard. Uh, yeah, and then, Vancouver. Yeah, and then September fifth, sixth is in Toronto, and then September nineteenth, twentieth is standard again, and it's in Montreal. What's the foil? Uh, Thalia. With cool art. It's the, like, fa- it's like the, oh, the close-up on her face. Art? Yeah. Yep. I'm not down with that. Well, look, yeah. boys, I think you guys, uh, well, well, one's modern, you said, right? Correct. Yeah, this deck's broke. All right, let's get to work after this, all right? Well, <laughs> Shaheen, one day, like, next year, we're going to give it, give PT invites to, like, fucking the SCG circuit, so. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. like, Right now, yeah, right now they're giving they're giving it to the probably the invitation winner. I'm like, that is who? That's horrible. <laughs> like, you know, Horizon <laughs> the Invitational? Like, crazy? Well, maybe, but like, think about it. The Invitational is a split format anyway. Yeah. So maybe. it it does sort of like lend itself to that style. Now, what is this one that's coming up? The Invitational is it actually modern standard? Uh, standard Legacy. Standard Legacy. Playing uh, you know, the most ridiculed deck in the, the room. Yeah, Esper versus Esper, Esper, right? All right, uh, no, I'll be Esper Sultai. Oh, sure, sure. Sultai is the way to go these days. Got to play Dark Ritual and Seder Wayfinder. It's just too good. Yeah, man. Yeah, so you were saying that uh, you dig through time you think is a problem in Legacy? 
Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually not in the minority for that. That's about not even nine out of ten people. Like yeah. if you look at the comments and the people on Twitter and social media, I mean, it's just like uh, it, it should have. I wrote an article right before the banning saying it needs to get banned in moderns uh, with Treasure Cruise and they put the abandoned modern and legacy, and then went through all the reasons. Uh, Bannings came and they I, I scrolled through. I'm like, they huh, left it in all legacy. of them did it. I'm like, what? They left. Dig through time, I'm like, all right, well, that's real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then people again uh, don't really play a lot of Legacy, so the commentators were saying it last night. They're like, little by little, all the decks right in Dig through time. I'm like, I know, it's uh, <laughs> too good to be around. All that coming. It's a uh, double demonic tutor uh, for two at instant speed. Instant speed in Legacy, it's not getting. It's not. You're not getting a. Uh, Hero's downfall dissolve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gets a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah, they made a huge mistake. Should have definitely taken that off. Uh, it shouldn't have never been printed anyway, neither the card draw spells. I think they're fine for standard, but um, both very fair. But if once you go into the older formats, they, they gotta go. Yeah, your targets just become too good. And the nice. graveyard gets filled too easy. Yeah. Graveyard filling should be a, a, a task, you know? Not some uh, byproduct where you just tap two on turn four every time and then do it. I just realized the reason that they're doing the WMCQ in Philly is because it's also Eternal Weekend there. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I didn't I didn't know about the WMCQ. I knew the Eternal Weekend was there. Yeah. I'm, skipping, I'm going to Charlotte, though. That's a Charlotte open modern. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Yeah, so the From the Vault's Angels were spoiled. Oh, got... and how unexciting. I don't care what any of those cards. It was really, really bad. Like, I was talking about... so. So then I see a local retailer post up, pre-order, your copy, $50 deposit, $120. (laughs) And I was just like, I laughed. Like, I openly laughed. I just, I was like, really? I I just could not even believe it. The the list of, you're looking at Avacyn, Avacyn Angel Hope, Tarot Reckoner of Souls, Iona Shield of Amir with New Art, Entreat the Angels, Baneslayer Angel, Platinum Angel, Lightning Angel, to which RK Post was quite pleased that they kept the same art. Aurelia the War Leader, Exalted Angel with new art. Now, that is sweet. That is probably, like, if you have one in your cube, you should put this one in. I think it's better. Janara Shur of War, fine. Acromas, if they're in your cube, these Therese Nielsen arts of the tits. Um, Archangel of Strife and Iridescent Angel, which has got arguably some of like the sweetest art. And if the foiling is done properly, that white background will look really sweet. But functionally, as far as any of these cards being really desired or playable in you know commander formats and otherwise, there are some misses. The really big one that stands out to me that's missing is Angel of Despair. I feel like they really should have printed that card. And could have easily printed yep. it over, like, fucking any of these cards. Yeah, like, Genera. Who the fuck cares about that? Yeah. Or, um, like, Terial. Or, like... Well, they, Platinum Angel. Platinum Angel is, like, yeah. the worst one. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Or, like, why didn't they print, like, fucking the Conspiracy Angel as a promo? Magister of Worth? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about Please, the worst shit? Yeah. So, it's... So, it was, it was really disappointing. Um, I'm, it's certainly not worth $150 or $120. I think that I would pay at least five. I'd pay retail for this. I might pay 40 for this. I might pay, pay retail. retail for this. Maybe. Yeah. But probably not. Yeah, it's pretty sad. 
I don't know. It's tough. I, I think it's been like when was the last time we had a from the vault that was sweet? I don't know. I'd have you'd have to go through them and tell me what they are. Like lands? Nope. Exiled? Maybe? Mm, what was in that? I don't know. You had like Mox Diamond, Top. No. No, it was Relics. Yeah. Uh, I think Relics had a couple hits that were fine. It had like Sword of Body and Mind. That was the preview then, right? Yeah. Huh. There's like Dragons, which was fine. Well, Dragons was neat, but like there wasn't a lot of in it that I, that was insane. Like there was Legends as well, which I think was sort of the same scenario. Yeah. Yeah, Legends was really lackluster. What was the one after Dragons? I feel like that was the one that broke it for everybody. Yeah. Oh, there was, uh, wasn't there, wasn't Exile the one that had, like, Jace the Mind Sculptor? No, that's the 20. That's oh, yeah, that was 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one, the, that was the one that we bought when we were in Calgary. Kamloops. Kamloops, right? Yeah. I still have it sealed. In my huh. Fancy. But you fancy, huh? So, yeah. So, it's good. Um... There's a big sale at Star City Games on the From the Vault Signals, by the way, because they're all shitastic. Yep, so that's where you want to buy them. StarCityGames.com. StarCityGames.com. StarCityGames.com? StarCityGames.com. The greatest company that's ever existed. Hey, Jen Lee. Uh, In the United States. In the United States? <laughs> In the universe. Universe. You know, I used to go to that store when it was literally a shack in Roanoke. A literal shack, like sixteen seats, and I saw old Pete Hoefling and Ben Blywitz behind the counter, and I told him I was quitting Magic and I wanted to sell my Temple of the False God Decree of Justice Control deck. And um, every time I see Ben after that, even to this day, he's like, yeah, "I heard you quit Magic." He's, you know, he just still picks on me about it. But man, that it's hard to imagine, man. Just go online and selling the cars, and then you're a millionaire. I just think that a guy who's got that much kind of influence in the community would come up with a better fucking joke after all this time. Yeah, (laughs) you would think so. And it's the same joke for Ben. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the deal? Not Pete. Pete's more of a more, you know, I don't know, uh, commanding presence than Ben. But Ben's Ben's cool cool people. I actually don't see him too often. He's like uh, the the insider guy at Roanoke. He doesn't really come out. But Pete definitely goes to his own tournament still. It's pretty cool. Nice. They're, they have, uh, regardless of what a lot of people think about them, and even I have my own opinions that sometimes are not the most glowing. Uh, the things they have done for the game that weren't around before them. Holy are God! Absurd. The fact that they've they've yeah, I mean, like the fact that they've started the open series, like started it. Yeah, this game would have really. I don't know if it would have tanked, but it would have been so much worse. And it wasn't good back then, and that's why I was doing well because people were bad and nobody cared about getting better and. Um, now it's just like anyone at this open series and you, you are a big time pro big shot and you go to this open series. There are a lot of these people that have these series that can just clock you, you know, just, just ranch you. And it's just because they've created a, a parallel competitive environment. And now it looks like what wizards is opening that door to starting to mix it with pro tour invites. That's the beginning, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be one big conglomerate of tournaments that are going to be coexisting and, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Of lots of money, lots of fun. I'm glad that Wizards sort of stepped up the bounty in terms of the dollars and cents for that, for the GPs too. It makes it a bit more attractive. They have um, to, yeah. They, yeah. They, gotta, they, can't, they can't let sit around, let, you know, 
opens, give away five grand for first and less for winning a, you know, 4,000 person Grand Prix. Yeah. I won. Here's your three grand for beating 3,850 people. But they get the plane ticket and the invite. Oh, oh wait, yeah. if you won, you probably already have. Probably, probably. So. I don't know if you ever met Michael Majors, though. Congratulations. To As a matter of fact, Mike, funny story about Michael Majors. So uh, the first Grand Prix I ever went to, I traveled to. It was Grand Prix DC in 2010. And, uh, and I went there to go and meet uh, Joe and Joey from the UMTG Taps crew. And, uh, and I went out there and I hung out with them and Kelly Reed from Quiet Speculation. Holy shit, whatever happened to that guy? Still running Quiet Speculation. Uh, mm, also, um, <laughs> also uh, uh, Thomas Dodd from, from Georgia, of course. And uh, and who we got who KYT and I had the privilege of hanging out with in uh, at GP Wooster, so that was cool. That was awesome. Yeah, good dudes, the shit. Anyway, so a friend of his happened to be this guy, this quiet guy, Mikey, that was just like ripping up that tournament with this Naya deck, and and he was doing really well. Uh, he did really well, actually. He ended up um, in the top sixteen, getting an invite to the Pro Tour. Little did I realize, in hindsight that that little Mikey that was really good at magic was Mr. Michael Majors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So he I knew him before he knew was him cool. Before he was not a... Uh, in related news... Is it? No, it's not. Um, uh, From the Vault's Dragons was sweet. It had Form of the Dragon with fucking Sarkin Vol on it. Yep. And it had that alternate art wrist. And it had Nicobolas and Kakusho. And fucking Shiv and Dragon, which everybody loves for some reason. And, like, actually, it was sweet. So there's that. Then there was Exiled, which had, what, Sweet Balance, Berserk, Channel, Gifts and Given. Yes. Like, Mystical Tutor, Necropotence. Yeah, that one was really good. Exiled was really good. Uh, Skull Clamp, Strip Mine. Yeah, that one's fucking sweet. Yep. Then there was Relics, which was, what, Vile... Vile, Black Vice, Isochron Scepter, Ivory Tower. Mox Diamond was the big Master draw in there. Memory Jar. Yeah, these all suck, except for Mox Diamond, which had the new Mox art with the, with the hand holding it. The Vulcan Baga art. Yeah, and then it also had the foil soul ring from the commander. Like, all Oh, the- yes. That was yes. the first time that ever came out. And then the, the alternate art Niven's disc or whatever. Yeah, the disc, yeah. So that was all right. Then there's Legends. Legends, what? Legends had Cow Cow. I don't know why. It had Captain Sissé. Don't know why. It had Doran. It had Kiki Jiki. That was when it had the. That was before Modern Masters art. Yep. And so then it had the Modern Masters. Also, uh, the new Progenitus art. And Crush. Yep. It had the new Crush art, did it not? Yeah, the new Teferi art too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this Progenitus. <laughs> Progenitus. Oh, and new Rafik art. The Rafik art was actually fucking sweet. And yeah. Shroom. So it had like a bunch of new arts. But like so okay. Vistera, Vistera but like, the dreadful. But like that one was good. Um that one was really good if you needed those cards. For commander. Yeah, or cube. Sure. But uh, yeah, these cards are still bad and garbagey. Then there was Realms, which had Ancient Tombs pretty good. Desert, Cephalocalcium, Dryad Arbor, like Glacial Chasm with new art, Zippity Doodah. Grove of the Burn Willows. Fucking, it had that new Maze of If. Not new, it was like Judge Foil Maze of If, I think. 
Yeah, art? Judge Foam. Yeah, no, it was it was brand new art altogether. I think actually. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, Vesuva, Windburst kites, like these are garbage. Then there was twenty, which was Acromas Vengeance, Chainers Edict, Chameleon Colossus, which we talked about earlier in the show. Best fucking green four drop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Char. Cruel Ultimatum, Dark Ritual, Factor Fiction, Findhorn Elves, Gilded Lotus, Green Sun Zenith, Empty Turok, Impulse. Without even new art impulse. Oh, yeah, I did have new art impulse. Cruel Never. Ultimatum was sweet. Uh, Ink Eyes. Yeah, the Cruel Ultimatum art was sweet. The Him art was sweet. Mother of Runes was Jace. in that, wasn't she? No, Kes- that was the impulse art. Yeah. Jace, Kessig. Yeah, Kessig Wolf Run was in this somehow. That was worse. Swords of Plowshares, Thran Dynamo, Venser, Wall of Blossom. Odd. But not so great. And then Annihilation was not bad. It had uh, Armageddon and Burning of Zinyi. I mean, and- that, but that one was only reasonable for cube people that were looking to try to get, like, sweet versions of those otherwise almost unreachable portal cards. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, the Living Death was pretty sweet. Rolling Earthquake was pretty sweet. But you're right, so those are portal cards. Yeah, you're right, these cards are all garbage. And like, and no one liked the new Wrath of God art. I did, but no one else did. That you could buy that one still for retail. The that set annihilation. Oh yeah, I bet you could. Yeah, like, who the fuck needs that many annihilation cards? Yeah, some asshole who's playing Joyra EDH because he's a bitch. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, any of those cards you said do? Yeah, any- they are cards. Not though. one. Not a one for like the last like three minutes. <laughs> like I got like Kiki Jiki. Yeah, yeah, you know that one. Mox you know Wrath, Wrath of God. Wrath of God. I Wrath of God. God. Yeah, uh, when I say none, I mean like maybe one out of every five. I do. What does Burning of Zingji do? Oh, I know, I know that. It's oh, okay. it's wildfire. Right? That's, that's in the queue. But like the the uh, it's wildfire for six, and then I know like ravages. Is it ravages of war? Yeah, it's Armageddon. You know, why are people playing Cataclysm? That's another reason why I did well in this uh, this open for Sunday. It's because they're playing that instead of Armageddon. Where if it was Armageddon, i just die. But it's Cataclysm, so I keep one land, and then I play my second, dig through time, and kill him every time. <laughs> it happened three times. Every So listen, I played, uh, I played uh, Death and Taxes on stream for uh, Legacy for Shits and Giggles. And I could not figure out for the life of me what the hell Cataclysm was for. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would you ever bring this card in? It seems fucking terrible. It wraps your own board. Yeah, <laughs> like, aren't I trying to kill my opponent? Oh yeah, I like, all right, I'm gonna I'm sack all my creatures here. <laughs> I'm gonna sack my vial and my jet and keep my batter skull. Yep. Uh, all right, your turn. Oh, you you kept your land. All right, Lotus Petal land show until I'm dead. No, oh, cool. All right, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And so I played against uh, Chris Anderson. For the third to last round, good old Cranderson. Yep. Yeah, in Devon, Texas, and um, you know it's one of my best matchups. So just poor. I feel bad because I play against Tom Ross too. Like I said, and these guys, Tom Ross is a way better player than me. He's class act, but the boy, excuse me, the man had no shot. Like I mean, you just playing against a lingering souls deck and your infect deck. It's every time I cast lingering souls, it's like a, a easy three to four for one. <laughs> it's like it kills all of his creatures. And he has to like pump them defensively to like get them through and then into the sword snapcaster jit mana like just mayhem I'm doing over there. But anyway, so I'm playing against these guys and they're playing against this, this 2008 deck and they're just really struggling. And then I have them boarding in like Tom Ross is boarding in rest in pieces. He's so frantically trying to stop it. And I have Cataclysm getting boarded in. All these cards that do nothing against me and it's just just good times, man. 
It's kind of late. I don't even know where I was going with that. I was just ranting on about it. I had a good time. With it. <laughs> <laughs> he I'm is old. getting old. He is getting old. Like, and I'm like, you know, uh, back, back in, in my, my day. day. Back in my day. <laughs> uh, I don't even think people know Tom Martell made his deck anymore. I think I've actually just commandeered and stolen no, it. No, no, I, I yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he gave he up. He abandoned it, though. Yeah, he abandoned it. Yeah, even Chapin told me, it's like, you and Cuneo are the only ones holding the control torch anymore. And everyone else is out. It's just, it's, 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 you know, we're playing, we're, we want to win tournaments. I'm like, that makes sense. I don't care. I'll, I'll continue to uh, dredge along here. Well. Maybe my team will play with me one day. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Asking for deck list. Thanks. All right. Next time, asking for another deck list, don't play it. Yeah. Asking for another deck list, don't play it. I'm uh, I'm just, I'm too in love with getting my opponents dead before you know, twelve minutes in a round. Yeah, it's really There's good. Definitely, definitely, definitely a draw for that. It's definitely an appeal for that. But in modern man, I'm telling you, I got you. Well, I mean, maybe you'll sh- you'll show me the goods, and we'll we'll see how it goes, and we'll we'll oh, take yeah. a look at it. I'll order it up. I'll jam some games and see how it looks. Sweet. It's exciting. So we've got we've got some more some other news, I guess. Uh Jer, since you and I are gonna be gone what do we got like a week and a half? Yeah, we'll be we'll be not this weekend, but the weekend after. A great reason for everybody to fly to Yellowknife. Yeah. So Jer and I are going to Charmicon this year. Uh Jer yeah. went last year and uh, had so much fun. Yeah, it was a, like just an absolute riot. And uh, and I guess he felt he owed me one for k- taking care of him at uh, the GP in Montreal, so he decided to get me brought along this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a safe way to put her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. I'm 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 graciously honored to to have been asked, and uh, and so Jared and I are going to go out, and we're going to run a couple um, sessions on you know on how to how to improve at magic so some of the the fundamentals you know improving in constructed improving in uh in limited draft sealed whatever so we're pretty excited about that and and then we're also going to be running tournaments which are going to be sponsored by face-to-face games face-to-face games fucking up because like pd and crew just know what's up so pd pablo is like the man he's the man so we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a standard tournament on uh, on one of the days, and then we're gonna have uh, a twenty dollar. It'll be five dollar standard and twenty dollar sealed. Magic oh. Origins, come get some. Ah, damn it! Fuck you, face to face. So what? What? <laughs> I'm just so jealous. <laughs> so jelly. For those prices, you could fly to Yellowknife. Yeah. So. <laughs> So for those of you that are in Yellowknife and are listening to the show, sound off in the comments and let us know. Yeah. And uh, and let's yeah. get the hype train going. Yeah, we're super excited. Uh, you got you got to like. It, it's amazing uh, when I was up there last. Uh, why these like talks are like so much fun is that I, I was up there and I played in a games day uh, after like the convention was over. It was like a Sunday games day and it was a standard tournament. And at the time, Jeskai uh, tokens like the first like Jeskai actually not Jeskai to- uh, tokens the Jeskai combo deck with like the random. Uh, bounce stuff back and forth type thing uh, deck was actually just like one uh, an event the weekend before. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sleeve this up. That's what I'm going to bring to, to games day. And I played against about six different uh, draft decks. 
Like it was literally people who had bought some packs. They threw some cards together. They didn't look up a list. They, there was no net decking whatsoever. It was like pre-internet magic. And it was like fucking InQuest magazine magic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like somewhat like that. From the last like, publication. Yeah, and it was, it was wild, like, because these guys, like, they were just out there having fun. They weren't, like, competitive. Like, it was, it was like walking into a store that was still at the kitchen table. So it was really cool to kind of go down there and start talking about, like, certain concepts and stuff like that. Like, we were talking about drafting, and I mentioned, like, uh, the whole bread concept, which is kind of like an old adage. And when I sat there and said bombs, a guy came up to me afterwards. He's like, well, what cards are bombs? Like, is there an actual bomb card? And I'm like, no, I'm just talking about, like, super overpowered cards that kind of can win a game on their own. He's like, oh, like, he didn't even understand the concept of bombs. And it was like, it was so cool to, like, kind of come down there. And it's like, you know, you guys are in such, like, your infancy. It's so cool to talk magic with you guys. Oh, yeah, I tell these same guys. I'm like, I'm jealous of you guys. I wish I can go back to that. Like when magic was pleasurable, you know, and not just stress, stressful and whatever. I had so much fun when I was at that point, you know. Like it would be like joking, like saying it's like, oh yeah, it'd be like making like a Sphinx's tutelage deck and just winning like an event with it. <laughs> when in reality, real life, yeah, real life actually that happened. So maybe something a little bit more random. Yeah, yeah. like that six mana thing that gives you hex proof and prevents damage, which is probably actually playable also. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> but no, it's a lot of fun, and it's like I don't know—is there a more northern gaming convention in the world? I'm not sure. Like I, I was doing the math, and this is or doing the geography actually in this case. Hashtag did the geography. Hashtag, hashtag did the geography. Did the map. Hashtag did the map. <laughs> oh shit! Shit! Did you just come up with that just now? You I fuck- literally just came up yeah, with that. That one I own. Shit. That one's all me. Just you did the map. The wire. And uh, anyways, and it's basically it's basically uh, Alaska. So that, that's where we're. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. So I'm sure there's like gaming communities in Alaska. But have they had a convention? I have no idea. I'm not up to date on current events in Alaska. Yeah, the last thing I know about happening in Alaska is that guy kidnapped all those hookers, flew them into the wilderness, and then hunted them. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, Shaheen, if you could pass it on to the American person who's in charge of that stuff, Alaska needs a little PR boost. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if they're putting any time into Florida, just tell them to stop. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's over for Florida. I'll contact my local uh, congressman. We'll uh, get to work. (laughs) No, he's not there yet. He's almost there. Good Lord. I hope that doesn't happen. I I mean, it's it's one of those things that are just so stupid it can't, like, there's, it's so impossible that we're always going to sit around and then you know when it happens we'll be like oh this is familiar it'll be like a little W <laughs> oh little w action oh sh- we're all we were all shocked when that happened and uh, look what happened this this isn't real right <laughs> until it, it's not real until it's real yeah and it's just the worst the actual just the worst I don't know what I would do if Donald Trump won the election in this state. Um, I don't know. Like, he would absolutely just launch the missiles at us. At us? You think he'd launch them at us? (laughs) Well, we harbor the Mexicans and the Latinos. Yeah, but all we have to do is build a fence. That's all he's asking for. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. We're pretty good at doing that. I think we can build a fence. 
That was a solution to keep the Mexicans out. Build a fence, you know, it's pretty good. It, it seems to be working. Yeah. Fences are pretty impassable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> does, does he have an actual shot to win this? No. No. There's a, there's, yeah, like a, no. there's a conspiracy theory that he's just doing this so that there's no, like, he's just creating smoke for the actual Republican candidates. And then what happens is, like, when, um, when, like, at the last minute, he'll, like, He'll like back out from the running, he'll, and then no one will know. Yeah, yeah, and then no one will know kind of what's going on, and so the Republicans will just vote Republican, and then like some other piece of shit garbage man will win, and uh, and it's like a smoke screen, like a ninja. Huh. <laughs> and that's why people don't want political talk from the A team. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. they, they well <laughs> ninjas come. Yeah, ninjas come. Well, no, I, I mean, spoiler, spoiler alert. That sounds an awful lot like the most recent season of uh, House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never saw that either. There you go. Yeah. It's, a great, it's a great show, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Even I, if you don't like politics, it's a good show. That's what uh, people that don't like know anything about it still like, get a, a lot out of it. So I have been watching, so my wife and I have been watching, trying to catch up on the show Scandal. Yeah, my girlfriend loves that show. Okay, so, so <laughs> I... I'm a big, I'm not, like, I don't, I never watched the West Wing, you right. know, as an example. Yeah, I never watched that, yeah. But, you know, I like I sort of know. like legal and exciting, politically charged stuff, but exciting has to be in there. You yeah, know, like law and order. Keyword, yes, yeah. yes, like, like law and order, yeah. And I can respect like a fucking hot shot, you know, shit slinging lawyer that knows what's up and like yeah. next level like action. And, and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I'm like, I fucking yeah. got you. Fucking fuck yeah, like that. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and you can't handle the truth. That's right, right. So, so Bitch. I'm all, I'm all down. You order the code red. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I decide I was told to watch. Like my my wife had watched uh, a few episodes, and she's like, "You have to see the show." I'm like, yeah. She's like, "No, no, you have to see the show." So I watched the first episode, and I actually sit there and I watch like the first fifteen minutes of the first episode, and I'm like, "Yep, snap, watching all of it." Realize that there's three whole seasons that are queued up to go on Show Me, which is like one of the Canadian net like Netflix equivalents that's run by an actual carrier, right? Yeah. Like a, an actual cable company, like HBO Go, similar, yeah, sure. And uh, and then and then that's on top really of that, generous. on top of the edits, on top yeah. of that, there's there's actually like a fourth season as well, which is going to be released like any time where it starts. I guess fourth season starts in september or something so we're trying to catch up on all this stuff but like that's very politically based like the whole show happens in and around and outside the white house show is insane it's like super super good and it's got like this really strong um like a strong female lead too so so it's really it's really a hell of a show it's really outstanding and i i cannot endorse it enough so if you guys like that sort of stuff and you like politics and and like intrigue and scandal, and then you got to go watch Scandal. It's really good. It's really really good. The characters are really well done too. So can't get enough. Can't get enough. Speaking of getting enough, uh, True Detective finale. Did you guys any of you watch that? No. No. I'm gonna get into it. I still no. haven't started it. Yeah, I wouldn't waste your time. Okay. The first season was so good. Yes, this is not that season, 
I wouldn't waste your time. You actually have to wait until there's only eight episodes for one. Yeah. Okay. The eighth episode is 90 minutes long. You actually have to wait until like the fifth episode to actually understand what's fucking happened. Just like the wire. Sure. Never watched it. was so good. So good. But you had to watch it twice. Yeah, but that doesn't seem like a problem. I never watched no. The Wire. It was so good. Yeah? But it was just So like, good! It was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So this one was like, not in that exciting way. It was like, a bunch of shit happens, and then it all goes sideways, and you think that it's about this thing, and then like, six months pass or whatever, and then... Spoilers, you, bro! You catch, yeah, yeah, fine. But then you like catch back up with them, and then you realize that it's about something else entirely, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then by the time you get to the last episode, it's like, "Wait a minute, three episodes. You told me it was about this, but now it's about that. What the fuck are we doing here?" It's it was just it was just not well done, in my opinion. I didn't like it. Did not enjoy. Could could have had my time back. Could have spent it better. I don't know. I think that you're better served just going to Fetchland.com and reading. Uh, Mike Flores' wife's synopsis. They're all very good. You can just save yourself the fucking, like, eight hours and just read her whole series synopsis. You get it. That sounds terrible. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Actual saying. Did the map. Did the map. Did the map. Yep. So there you go. That's some TV time with the A-Team. Uh... Yep. Uh... Booked my flight for GP Oklahoma City, so I am going. Wow. I am going to that. I booked the flight. It is. It is in the books. It, the ticket is in my inbox. Hashtag book the flight. Yeah. So, oh, well, hey man, it's modern. It's like it's literally the weekend after the WMCQs. So I'm going to almost win a slot for the for the Canadian team. And then I'm going to go and make money at the Grand. This is how this is going to work. And if Shaheen has anything to say about it, and if he actually literally has broken it, there's an outside chance I'm playing Monastery Mentors. Mm-hmm. And two bribery on the board, because you can't lose a Tron. I'm going to predict he shoots you a list, and you don't play it. I'm, oh, yeah, for sure. So, so, that's, so I'm going to predict the same. Uh, meaning that I'm not going to play it at that event. However, I may learn some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, I, that's that something. So that's that. That could be something. Yeah, that's something. I'll take it. Yep. Are you kidding? Like, I'm. I'm pretty solid in my deck choices. I'm fine. I feel like you know. I feel like the Sam Party of the Geist community. I'm okay with it. Right. Right. I'm okay with it. It's good. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have anything else we want to put on the docket, or are we going to wrap this up tonight? Bueller? Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. Nothing? I got nothing. No, I got no. Oh, actually, um, I made it to the moon. Oh, you I did? Stranded, yes, Shit. I, stranded, I stranded a Kerbal on the moon, though. Uh, the rescue ship is in orbit of the moon with not enough fuel to get back to the planet either, so he's stranded, too. <laughs> Um, and room, if I'm we have any Jovens that, uh, that uh, play Rocket League, they should hit me up uh, in the comments so that we can play Rocket League together because playing with random internet randoms is random. It's the worst, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my things. Nice. 
All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you all next week. Uh, if you guys want to listen to a lot of stories about uh, Jay farting on some kid? A Mexican kid. In a Walmart? Yeah. Then you should go and listen to his appearance on Heavy Meta. It was hilarious. Also, Maddie got shit on by a bird. That was hilarious also. Fucking hilarious. He, he got yeah. shit on by a bird and then ended up fucking a Dyson hand blade. It yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so that's worth checking out as well. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So, despite how badly you bagged on all of us, it was pretty sweet. Oh you my bagged God. on all of us? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was good. Oh. It was a good episode. I didn't realize this. While looking at Twitch, like, Magic Duels is popular. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up. I, I played it today while we were uh, casting well, it. Well, it's, it's literally like one of the top Hearthstone streamers is playing it right now. Yeah. Like, that, that's kind of all it is. Yeah, I was going to say, it's all right. Like, it's better, in my opinion, it's better than Hearthstone because it's magic, but... Yeah, like, if you were to log on pretty much any other time, it's not. It's not any. I, I just tuned in really quick, and it's like the first line he says is Kurt Chieftain is an awesome card. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ripped. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just interesting. Always interesting to see how, how the streaming universe is going with uh, just these Hearthstone superstars getting 6,000 viewers for, for Magic Duels. But then the second guy, like you said, is just getting 165. Well, CVM is currently top of the Twitch page at 559, and Doc's behind him at 282. AJ is at 101. See, that's not fair. Yeah. A- AJ should be higher. Yeah. And Relevel Genius, Jason Clark, my buddy, Team Guys member. Uh, 63 viewers. Standard Blue Red Mill. Yeah, it's doing pretty well, too. So, good for him. Uh, yeah, so streaming's fun. Tune in on Wednesday when I'm streaming uh, Shaheen's deck. And Thursday, again, when I'm probably still streaming Shaheen's deck. Yeah. Wow. Both of them, huh? I'll give it two days. I'll give it two days. It'll take me the first day to figure out how to play it. I'm being generous. Probably not going to take me two days to figure out how to play this deck. It's a, it's pretty, it's pretty mid rangey feeling, I'd say. So like, you know, and that's something you feel pretty comfortable with. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's my speed. Plus, I'm, I'm assuming you play Snapcaster Mage. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. We're good. We're good here. Move on. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we are actually done. We will see all of you next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Mr. Scotty Mack here for the guys and the Esper Professor. I yes, still sir. can't get over that. Thing. Esper so Professor. Good. Not bad. It's so good. It's one of the better nicknames. Probably better than anything I come up with. I like it a hell of a lot better than Expensive Sorcery Master, even though that was, that's real good. That was Nassif, though. Like, I can't diss that one. That's from the ancient, ancient days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And it was insulting, too. That's why I have to wear it like a badge of honor. It's oh. basically saying my cards suck. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah because you, you have to insist on winning with the most expensive sorcery in standard. Eight mana, baby. I cast eight mana dig on camera against Storm. Did you see that? <laughs> I wasn't watching. I died. Rest in peace and play. 
Wow. My rest in peace kick through time combo deck. <laughs> they were they were having a good time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's for times. Oh goodness. Oh Shaheen. Yeah, you know. 